Hello and welcome back to Nostalgia FC podcast with your hosts, me, Drew. And me, George. This is the podcast where we delve deep into the recesses of football and history and obscure football players. So each week we get on a different guest who will give us their favourite football in 11, their manager, their stadium, their kit and their super sub. Yeah, and this week's guest is a man by the name of Guy Coleman, the second guy we've had on the podcast. <laughs> now, this week, or the previous week, I should say, has been a bit of a rough ride for fans of the, the top leagues of, of football with the European Super League fiasco. So we thought we'd bring it back down a bit. And Guy is a fan of a team in League Two. So yes. without further ado, this is Nostalgia FC. This is Guy Coleman. All right, Guy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you both for having me. Thank you. No problem at it's all. Pleasure. Right, Guy, so... We, we sort of cued you in with telling the, the fans that you are the fans, sorry, the listeners that you they're fans, they're fans. They're fans. yeah, if, you, if you're still here with us at this point, you're a fan. Thanks, thanks, fans. That you are a fan of a League Two team, so we can skirt away from the Super League nonsense. So, who do you support, guy? Uh, I'm a massive Oldham Athletic fan. Um, it's a bit of a curse, it's been that way since 2003. If you want to look for a dodgy club that has a problems with greedy owners, you know, United Liverpool. The real one is old. A lot of history. Started in the Premier League. Now we're at the bottom of League Two. So, yeah. Yeah, little known fact that the older owner was actually the instigator of the European Super League and wanted to get Oldham <laughs> in there straight away. But, uh... It's not Florentino <laughs> Perez, is it? <laughs> yeah, we've gone from uh, European nights to basically just playing playing Tranmere in, uh, on a cold Tuesday. So that's, uh, that's how far we've got. England fan? Um. I would put Oldham before England, if I'm honest. Nice. I'd rather see... I would also Oldham... put England... Uh, Oldham before England. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd rather see Oldham win the Premier League than I would England win the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about what about Oldham winning League Two over England winning the World Cup? Um, it's so sad that both of them seem just as impossible um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right now. I... Since I've ever since I've ever supported Oldham, they've never been promoted since 1990. Uh, the last time was when we got into Division One, which then became the Prem. So um, promotion for me is something I've never seen. Uh, at this point, League Two promotion would be, be, you know, it basically would be <laughs> Well, fingers crossed, mate. It'll happen one day. Yeah. Right. So, so let's talk about some good old footballing days rather than the, the sadness we find ourselves in at the moment. <laughs> so. We're going to start yeah. off straight off the bat. What is your formation for this team? I'm going 4 4 2, but I'm having it as a diamond. Oh, all right. Change like in the diamond. middle. So yeah. we've, not, we've not had much 4 4 2, to be honest. People tend yeah. to try and be clever. We've had some ones that have greatly confused me. I'm not very good with numbers. So as soon as someone starts throwing anything with a three in it, I'm gone. At three at the back, I lose it. I don't know what's going on every yeah. time. Sometimes I have to find myself dotting them down on paper just to try and figure out what it looks like. So that's it. See, I, should, I, I, I never learn. I should do that every week, but I don't. George has got a pen. I never do. I was going to say, I have a big notepad in front of me so that I can draw it all out. I'm it digital. Helps. I'm digital. I can't, can't, can't go back to paper. Right then. So, goalkeeper, what are we saying? This is a weird one. I'm going to go for Robert Enker. Uh, it's a bit of a sad note to start, I suppose, but once upon a time, I've got a big interest in German football and I always followed the Bundesliga. Back in the day when Jens Lehmann, obviously Kahn retired, uh, Jens Lehmann stepped up to be Germany's number one. Uh, Robert Enke was then about to step up and take his place and amazing goalkeeper was at Hanover. Well, unfortunately, he 
he took his own life. But yeah. I think he's one of the keepers that just was never talked about. And I think he's just an absolute outstanding keeper. And I think he would have been amazing for Germany. So a bit of an odd one, a bit of a left to centre choice, but yeah. Probably. Yeah, no, nice. It's nice that we can remember him in a positive way. Obviously, yeah. like he said, took his own life very sad, but had all the promise of being an extremely good goalkeeper. He was on the books at Barcelona. Exactly. I'll tell you what, I was just, just looking at his uh, resume of teams. It's pretty decent. Uh, I can try and say Borussia, much and Gladbach. Don't you know did, there you go. That. Well, then. Is, that, is that right? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not German, so it sounds good to me. Uh, Benfica, Fenerbahce, like you say, Barcelona, Hanover. Decent, decent resume, like. Don't leave out Tenerife. You want a nice, nice little loan spell, Tenerife. <laughs> yeah, I skipped that one. Did you notice? <laughs> That's a nice little holiday. Why not? You went to the sun. Now, from what I remember of Robert Enke, he was obviously like a, a very talented goalkeeper and quite well renowned in Germany. As he said, one of those guys. You get eight caps for the German national team when you're competing with the likes of Oliver Kahn, like Manuel yeah. Neuer, other goalkeepers that Germany have had over the years. Jens Lehmann. Jens uh, Lehmann. Thank you. That was yeah. the other one I was trying to think of. Couldn't think of another German goalkeeper. But yeah, nice. So was he um, was he still playing when he when he committed suicide, or was he? Uh, I don't know. I, I think so. He was he was due for a was due to play for Germany at the time, and I'm not sure if they had to cancel the match or what happened. But I do know uh, he was still signed with Hanover. Um, that's thing I suppose is the big tragedy of it that there was so much promise and his recent performances have been good. And you know, Rene Adler was there as like a backup. But it does also raise the question of like when would Manuel Neuer have come in had Robert Enke then have you know seen out years of playing for like Germany's number one. So yeah. Um, oh well, very yeah. sad. But yeah, a great <laughs> player, nice choice. I know that one, but yeah, always like It's good. Yeah, it's good that we can remember him in a positive light. So hundred percent. Rest in peace. Yeah. Okay, let's move forward into your defense. So you've got four at the back. You can choose where to start. Uh, right back. I'm going Kieran Trippier. Kieran Trippier. There's so many. I know there's so many that I could go for in this uh, situation. Um, I feel right now between like Wambasaka, at least in terms of like English players, like Wambasaka, uh, Kyle Walker, etc. He can be a little bit overlooked. Obviously, got Trent as well, but you know, did well at Tottenham. I think he's doing amazing at Atletico. Um, when just from like trying to watch like games recently, like watching Atletico and Real Madrid, like just the way that he's able to kind of move the game forward, even as a defenseman, and also you know uh, when needed, kind of push up front. Yeah, yeah. Not to mention obviously his performance at the World Cup. Uh, I think Kieran that free kick wasn't it? Yeah, I I remember I remember exactly where I was when that free kick happened because I was um, doing a play at the time, an outdoor play, and uh, one of the guys in the in the cast had it on his phone, and he was well, watching the play. It. That's very professional. Yeah, absolutely not professional. At well, actually, all, in the play, what's so you're on stage and he's no, 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 not on stage. So we were, we were, we were off stage. All oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> we were off stage and he was watching it on his phone. And I remember watching that and I watched that free kick go in and he had to because it was outdoor and there was no like uh, green room or anything like that. So the audience would have heard him if he'd have screamed. So he was just like, you know, you, you know when you got sent to your room as a kid and you did that thing where you like screamed at them but didn't scream. He yeah, was basically yeah. doing that. He was just like. <laughs> it was the funniest thing I've ever seen and then the icing on the cake for me was they lost it so yeah, yeah. yeah. sorry it to bring was... that up come on George it's we're okay. trying to be neutral here. We'll, uh, we'll save the tears for afterwards but um, yeah look, looking back that was it was a highlight and so that came from Defender as well was... yeah yeah absolutely Yeah, it was what? a hell of a free kick as well to yeah. be fair one yeah. thing about one thing about Trippier 
from Sixers, obviously, like he started at City, didn't actually play for them, played for Burnley, and then obviously it did very well at Spurs. But now, like you said, he's he's doing really well at Atletico. Now, you don't get on very well at Atletico unless you're a certain type of player because Diego Simeone is so particular with the players mm. he plays and chooses. So to to get there and play well and be a starting in the starting eleven, yeah, is massive, huge. Yeah. It's not. It's not very yeah. apart from obviously you got Beckham was the obvious one, but there's not many and McManaman. Apart from that, there's not many British players that have gone over to Spain and, and thrived. Yeah. And he's gone over there to one of the like hardest teams, especially defensive wise, when I don't think Kieran Trippi is really renowned for how good he is at defending as much yeah. as like Juan Basaka, for example. But to do that at Atleti with Diego Simeone, obviously the man's got some talent. Yeah. Exactly. Am I am I right in thinking he's Serving a ban at the moment. Uh, I think he's, his ban's finished now. He was. Yeah, he was. He was, but I think it finished a few weeks ago. I, I don't actually know anything about that because I didn't know what it was about or anything like that. But he was banned because uh, he was alleged to have been influencing betting. Influencing so like, betting. Yeah. So his mates had messaged him saying, "I'm going to put like this much on this bet," and he he was like, "Oh, I would probably do that." But it's something that he could influence. Was the was the issue? Oh, uh, okay, okay. So then he got banned for I think he got banned for like fifteen games, something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's quite a while so, yeah. It seems a bit harsh, but I guess it kind of makes sense. They got to be strict on that sort. Yeah, of thing. It's, it's a bit sketchy if you're saying he's like, "Oh, I might bet, bet on Kieran Trippy getting booked tonight." <laughs> Kieran Trippy's like, <laughs> "Yeah, all right, yeah, it's on." Just elbows him one minute, just punching the face. <laughs> yeah, he's good, play, great player though. And like you said, mm-hmm. like he's that free kick, obviously a huge huge thing for the people of England mm. I was less enthusiastic about it but it was a good free kick it's good mm-hmm. <laughs> right great choice all right then so moving you want to go move into the middle or do you want to go to the left back um we'll move into the middle uh more so because I think he'll um a few brownie points he plays for Liverpool oh. hard to guess who it might be is it Nat Phillips <laughs> it's not it's oh, not. Well, not Instead, believe it or not, it's actually Virgil van Dijk. Yeah. Um, prolific. I already, wrote, I already wrote down Joe Gomez. Joe. <laughs> this is uh, that's that's Van Dijk two point um, yeah. yeah, we're going with <laughs> we're calling Van Dijk. Just everything you want from a defender, be it pace, believe it or not, like you know the height, the the way he's able just to muscle muscle people off the ball uh, and feel just comes across as intimidating on the field. Yeah. I think that's so hard to find a defender in that he's everything that you want. But skill there as well, uh, able to read the play. I don't. I don't feel. I, I know that you already know this, Drew. I feel like I'm telling you already know. Um, <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm just happy someone else is saying singing his praises, so I don't have to. Yeah, yeah. I feel as a neutral as well. I'm not bound by like Premier League ties. This isn't me being like oh, United fan. I can't say that. So um, yeah, throwing Van Dijk out there. Well, yeah. the, the one thing I the one thing I can put towards it is the fact that Liverpool struggled for so long to get a league title and there was one puzzle piece that they were missing it was a centre-back and they got possibly the best one in the world at the moment yeah um I can't think maybe Ruben Diaz at City is doing very well but I can't think of another one that's you've always got to put Ramos in the conversation yeah 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 yeah. good 100% but yeah yeah, it's just like he he pretty much I'm not saying he won them the league but he was a big big massive part of it massive part of it yeah like he wouldn't obviously win the player of the season the year before, um, in the season where we almost won the league, yeah. he was the player of the season before. Then when we won the Champions League, massively influential in the Champions League win, massively influential in the Premier League win, shows you now 
when he's out, how critical he is to the actual attacking flow of the team as well. Like he obviously offers a lot more than just defending. And yeah, it shows massively when he's out because Liverpool struggle to get the ball out of the back as much as they used to. Because Virgil van Dijk is essentially just a an amazing footballer who happens to play at centre back. Yeah. God damn you, Pickford. <laughs> <laughs> from the little of what I used to catch up on Liverpool, just kind of generally following the Prem, like what a step up the defence has gone from the likes of like Alberto Moreno at left back. Um, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I can't agree with you enough about saying dark, that, the difference dark, he's made. Dark days with Alberto <laughs> Moreno. I remember when Alberto Moreno first burst onto the scene, scored an absolute world against Tottenham, and I was like, this guy's going to be class. He's going to be. And then the best thing he did was say funny stuff in Spanish accent, and that was about it. <laughs> the thing about Virgil van Dijk, right, after a certain point in the season we won the league, he just got bored. Like, he was so dominant. It's just like, the ball would come over the top, and he'd like just knee it down, or he'd like headed backwards over someone's head. Like, he just got bored. It's just like, oh, I'm just going to play around now. I'm just going to, like, yeah, just going to do what I want. Can't bother it's, anymore. He's so physically imposing against, you know, you might say like a strike force that's known for being a bit more nimble, a bit sort of lighter, like, you know, physically. Yeah, it's a good job that old man playing him every week. Let's put it that way. So. <laughs> well, there's that one where he's racing. Adama Traore picks up the ball and starts yeah. running. And then he just beats him for pace. I was like, what? How are you doing that? This is Adama Traore, possibly yeah. one yeah. of the quickest guys in the Premier League. I do remember, like, there was an interview with, like, it was either Trent Alexander-Arnold or Andy Robertson. And one of them said, then when he, when they were asked, it must have been like a soccer AM thing or something like that. They were asked who was the quickest player on the in the Liverpool team, and they said Virgil Van Dijk. Yeah, bear in mind you have Salah, uh, Sadio okay. Mane. Yeah, um, is Shakiri quick? I don't know. Nah, he's too small. <laughs> <laughs> His little legs can't carry him very far. But that's what I mean. They they whoever it was said Virgil Van Dijk, and it's like yeah. fair. <laughs> One of the funniest things I heard about Virgil Van Dijk was uh, Troy Deeney was talking about him, Watford captain. And then he said, he even smells nice. <laughs> so he's like, you get marked by Van Dyke, and he's already better than you, quicker than you, faster than you, and he you smells want, nice. Yeah, you want something. You want something as well. Yeah, it's like <laughs> just one little like... thing. Yeah, hey, great choice. Obviously, I could talk about Van Dyke for days, so we should probably move on, otherwise we will be talking. And I'm not going to let you. Let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah we're, I suppose like moving a bit more left now, we're kind of, Kind of moving away from what you might favour, Drew. Uh, I'm going with Nemanja Vidic as my next centre back. Well, you reeled me in, and then you oh, reeled straight know, back out. I know. Oh, so, you are catering to us perfectly right now. Similar reason in that, just um, just physically, just intimidating. Just a defender that is always in there, always tackling, uh, is a big part of big part of the defence. I know that sounds obviously a bit of a given, um, but just what he did at United, the way he kind of was the last man in so many senses for the team. Um, I think Vidic always stood out to me. And that's someone, again, very neutral to the Premier League. I would have him a team any day. Yeah. him. The the partnership between him and Rio Ferdinand was incredible. He, I think he was the better defender. Yeah. Um, Ferdinand may be the better football player, actual football player, but I think Vidic was the better defender. Oh. Yeah. He's just... Maybe that grit. I like that grit about him. Um, about Vidic I think that's maybe the difference between him and Ferdinand uh, and that he wasn't afraid of a, a tackle like going into a challenge I don't know I thought I thought it was great to be honest yeah it's just one of that like if you type in like no nonsense defender into a search engine <laughs> you're going to get Nemanja Vidic as the, as the result because that's all he was like yeah. the ball's on the floor I've never seen a man instead of trying to kick it head it or just get kicked in the face just to head a bolt on the floor 
It's like, Nemanja, use your feet, mate. You're a football player. <laughs> but he's just no. diving around with his head everywhere. Loved it. His face itself is a, an image of a no-nonsense defender. I'm not yeah. sure if that's, a, if that's a rude comment to make, but yeah, just... <laughs> So I don't think he's listening to be honest, mate. So I think you I, um, it. it's fine. It's fine. You never, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I typed, I typed, no nonsense defender into Google. Uh, the first picture is Danny Mills. Danny Mills. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm not even kidding either. Yeah, <laughs> <me>. <laughs> oh, dear. It's like a, a bald thing. I hope, I hope Danny Mills isn't your left back now. <laughs> Believe it or not, um, yeah. I, I, I don't know where I'm with this one as well. I'm just feeling like I'm about to start wearing a, some armor on this one. Uh, my left back is going to be Evera, Patrice Evera. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. So I don't know who even getting brownie points off here. Just Not similar me. to Trip. Similar to Trip. I a love guy, this game. <laughs> a guy who can carry the play forward and also be just so good defensively. His speed was absolutely brilliant to watch. Um, and growing up as well. Yeah, I'm an Oldham fan. We all watch TV, we all watch football on TV. Yeah. As you know, Oldham are exactly the number one featured team on Sky Sports. So um, I got to watch a lot of United. I'm from Oldham as well. So locally, a lot of people would support United. Um, but just just the difference he made in in his position, just absolutely phenomenal mm. player. And yeah. like I said, his speed, his skill. He was almost like a hybrid sometimes in that he could help drive that left wing forward and Patrice ever in it, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the personality I mean, that is as well. Like you can't, you can't not love him. Well, you might. I be mean, I, I can't very easily not love him. But <laughs> and the way he caresses a yeah. uh, a raw chicken is yeah, just see, <laughs> weird. He's weird an man. odd. He's weird an odd man. man. Like I'd like. I can admit that he's an odd man. But what a hell of a football. No, player. he's he is a hell of a player. Like he's he's one of them. We sort of set them old now for that that defender that bombs forward from left back like Robertson, like Chilwell, like yeah. that sort of that sort yeah. of player. Probably a lot of it is down to the Patrice ever played, like and like Danny Elvis on the other side. Those two sort of created that role of a more attacking left back rather than just a stand here and defend kind of left back. You know? Yeah. It's hard to make the left back position cool, but Patrice ever gave it a good go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's brought a different element, I think, to it. Um, and like I said, kind of like a hybrid between. Obviously, we've got like left wing backs and stuff like that, but um, just like the way he just carried the play forward. Yeah. Mm. He Thank also you. proved to us that he could he could have gone down the route of karate as well. So full on karate <laughs> kicking a fan in the face. <laughs> Not the first time it's happened at United. No. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say obviously United fans aren't very likable. There you go, you can see why they do. Well actually it was at Marseille. Was it at Marseille he did it? Oh, was it? I don't remember. I wanna say it was. It was in Portugal for a Europa League match against Vitoria Guamares. The fans were reportedly taunting him. So, Patrice for full-on two-foot drop kick someone into the stand. Oh, Patrice. And yet he's still on Sky Sports. There you go. That's the hybrid you want. A hybrid of a footballer and Jean-Claude Van Damme. That's perfect. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Right. Let's move away from that and hope that uh, the rest of your team aren't kicking fans. Yeah. Uh, Next to so is Eric it- Cantona. <laughs> is, is it sort of a, a defensive holding midfielder then if it was a yeah, it, yeah. Is. it is indeed um, I'm going for he's a bit of an Oldham legend he's retired obviously as well now at this point but uh, Sean Gregan who was instrumental for us kind of towards probably around about 2007 2010 sort of that period I'm not interested sure like the top of memory is when just the way that he played a bit of an older player at the time um, also a little bit bigger not more of a comment on how we played, just uh, kind of what he was knowable for. But 
again, very gritty, uh, was able to kind of move the play in the midfield. And what I mean by that is in League One, League Two, it's a lot of hoofing. Um, yeah. It's just lobbing the ball upfield. And to kind of see that play, you know, be brought down, kind of move up, you know, through the actual midfield, as simple as it sounds in terms of football, uh, he did that spectacularly. And then not only that, he doubled as a centre-back. So, so instrumental to the team. Uh, was captain as well for a little bit. But, yeah, has to be big Greeks. Nice. Uh, my, I find yeah, that, like, cult heroes are easier to find in the lower leagues. Yeah, it definitely is the case, isn't it? Like, I think it's because like the top leagues, the players move around so frequently. But I know it's the same with lower leagues as well because you get like short term contracts and things like that. But to have a player that sticks with you and then leaves a lasting impression in the lower leagues, I think is awesome. Yeah, be half decent. I think that's kind of one of the main criteria. Just <laughs> Don't be shit, and then you'll get on well. <laughs> yeah, I think um, just because, like you said, the players do move around so often. Like every could be every season in some teams, especially like we're doing at the minute, were. You see a completely new fresh of like fresh eleven every season, but to yeah. see someone stick by the club through thick and thin, um, and also give it a bit of direction, give it a bit of a face and uh, a bit of interaction with fans, like you go very very far. Um, oh, nice, yeah. I mean, the guy had over three hundred and fifty league appearances in the English leagues, and that's pretty that's good going. That's true. Yeah, played for Preston North End, Leeds, West Brom. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. Kendall Town. <laughs> Yeah. Also, who I think I could play for Kendall Town. <laughs> also, it says on here after he left Kendall Town, this is on Wikipedia now. Again, not saying Wikipedia is ever right, but it said in 2012 he moved to Darlington and he was there until 2017. But on here, it doesn't show any appearances. So he was there for what five years and didn't play a game and then went on to manage them, apparently. Yeah, why not? Like, Have a good time, isn't he? <laughs> giving Nicholas Bender a run for his money on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate bench warmer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, cool. I love that. I love having like that kind of um, cult hero for a lower league team. Hey, there you go. He's won Oldham Player of the Year 2009-2010. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's it's probably as far as it goes for most players, but yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's the peak yeah. of his career. <laughs> hey, if, if the peak of my career was... Player of the season for a professional team, I'd be buzzing. Oh, 100%, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. We're in League One at the time, if that's any, that's any consolation. So. Oh, there you go. Did you get relegated? Not with Sean Gregan. Okay. Uh, Sean Gregan. So <laughs> well, there's your issue, we now you know why. <laughs> go, as soon as Sean Gregan left, that was it. Yeah, All downhill. Went down. There's, there's before Sean Gregan and there's after. That's that's how we put that out. <laughs> the two, the two periods of Old Athletic, before and after. <laughs> exactly. DG and AG. <laughs> <laughs> right then, let's move on from the legendary Sean Gregan. Which right, we're, we're going for our left midfield, going for our left winger. Um, oh, it's just like a winger, is it? Yes, yeah, it's a winger now. Okay. Um, this one for me is easy. Uh, like I said, so I'm a German speaker. I... German family and stuff. Um, kind of grew up, you know, like like I said, following the Bundesliga, etc. This one, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a dig at United after this. Bastian Schweinsteiger, Ooh. absolutely adored him as a kid. He was my absolute idol of a player. Yeah, we um, kind of ruined him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So even at Bayern, like he was just, just such a good player. Um, so attacking as well. So attacking the way he cut in and. Like thinking back, one of the first memories I've got is these goal the World Cup against Portugal. Uh, I think it was 2006. Uh, absolute screamer. I know it's just kind of one goal, but 
amazing player, um, cult hero for Bayern, cult hero yeah. for even Germany. And then I think one of my biggest gripes is when United were in that period of like, what do we do? Fergie's gone. This is just my opinion. Like, it felt like a bit like, do we just throw money at it? Yeah. Let's bring him uh, Big Basti, as he's known. And yeah, he just did not, he just did not fit at all. He was a, he was a big name, a big club, but just past his peak. Um, he never where Fergie always wanted him, I think. Yeah. And it was like yeah. it was like a David Moyes thing to go, right? Oh, I got him. I was the one that got him. And then it obviously went to <laughs> shit, but like that's what it felt like to me. I completely agree. It was like quick, if we just buy players, players that people know, like Angel Di Maria, like Radamel Falcao, Bastian Schweinsteig, it would be good. And then obviously it didn't work out. Yeah, yeah none of them worked out. No. <laughs> Absolutely none of them. But we, I mean, if, you, I, if you told someone that you signed those three players and then you were terrible, you'd be like, what happened? What? Yeah, what What the hell happened? But um, with Schweinsteiger, I, I remember being so excited when we signed him because I always loved him and always thought he was a hell of a player. We didn't utilise him anywhere near the way he should have been utilised. Yeah, no. It was awful. It was really bad. That and I, I keep saying about you, you, there's a lot of players. There's a big list of players at United time that should be stars, then aren't stars, and then go off and do something really well somewhere else. But I think he went on to the MLS after us. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah. Fire, it's just yeah. because we don't utilize them well. Like Di Maria hated it at United. Goes off to PSG and he's still in the first team now. Lukaku couldn't do it at United. Goes off to Inter Milan is, is possibly going to win the league with Inter Milan a lot of it due to him it's just like Depay went to Leon and smashed it it's just like it happens so much it's so depressing <laughs> it's uh yeah it's, is, is it the theatre of dreams um that's an open-ended question <laughs> <laughs> depends who's dreaming isn't it Fair. Fair. for a long time it was it the theatre of my dreams because they were terrible and I was like this is what I've been dreaming of my whole life <laughs> No comment. No comment. <laughs> oh, but Schweinsteiger, though, like, let's go back onto him. What a, yeah, what yeah. a player. Yeah. Like, this player. is a very obscure thing to remember, but that's why we're all here because this, this podcast is all about. I remember specifically about Bastian Schweinsteiger, and this is this is as obscure as I'm ever going to get. On Pro Evolution Soccer, <laughs> his haircut was legendary. Like, why, it's why? like for some reason, they just put his hair in it. Like, they didn't put anybody else's actual hair in it. And they literally just went, Bastian Schweinsteiger like, had a cool haircut at the time. So like, yep, we're going to put his hair in it and no one else's. So whenever I made my own player, I'd always put Bastian Schweinsteiger's hair on it because it looked cool. Despite the fact that I never once had that's one That's so hair. weird. <laughs> it's just funny. <laughs> I, I don't know why it stuck with me. That always did. I'd always sign him on, on football games because, like you said, he's just, he's like, he is the ultimate utility man as well. Yeah. He's the German James Milner. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, he's, he's got the personality as well. Hold on a second. <laughs> he is the German James Milner. Yeah, James pretty. Milner is the British Bastian Schweinsteiger at best. No. <laughs> at best. He's the Yorkshire Figo, mate. <laughs> oh, dear. Just a nice. discredit to, to all German football, football fans. But yeah, it's okay. Yeah. What, what a choice, though. What a hell of a yeah, choice. Unbelievable choice. Haircuts aside, Man is a fantastic football player. Fantastic, fantastic football player. And yeah. one of those players where just didn't work out from a different club. But if you can make 500 appearances for Bayern Munich, I think you're doing something right. Yeah. Yeah. Right then. Did, did he win the World Cup with him in was yeah, it 2014? He was he yeah, in the yeah. team? Yeah. yeah. He did. There you go. 
the guy has has some some resume. Yeah, he's, he's, he's <laughs> sparkling. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, but I, I don't want to say this. Is it too soon to say this? But no, no Premier League. Um, yeah. So just I'm not sure if that's a dig, but yeah, we'll, we'll leave it there. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't want to delve into that because many of my favorite players aren't Premier Leagues either. So let's just. Yeah. And also, I, also, I swear, I swear, he only he, he only played like twenty games for you. Yeah, like eighteen so I don't, I don't games. Think I think it was yeah, yeah. Like two seasons. Yeah, that's a shame. So I'm not, I'm not sure that's that's a massive dig. <laughs> Somehow that's the first time that that Schweinsteiger has been picked. Yeah. That's a shocker, that. That is yeah. a shock. Like he's, I would have thought he would be up there with fan favourites. Great choice, though. Right then, so let's go forward, or not forward, to the side. Yeah. Right wing. Right wing. So I know that he played left wing as well, uh, but I've seen him play once or twice on the right. He's played at United. He's played at Bayern. Um, but the guy is not just... not Schweinsteiger, is it? You just did this. <laughs> you know, it's, it's Bastian Schweinsteiger 2.0. It's <laughs> Owen Hargreaves. Um, oh. Yeah, Owen Hag. I unfortunately just had a career that was just plagued by injury, yeah. plagued by injuries, and it, I think it was a massive shame. I think he was so good and when he did play and wasn't injured. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and overlooked as well. I know he does punditry and stuff now, but similar similar play to to Schweinsteiger in my eyes, um, and just excelled at Bayern. Just what a shame that he had to cut it, you know, cut it short, and and the appearances that he had, a lack thereof. Yeah. yeah, it's it's such a shame he couldn't play more for United because I I loved him. I thought he was so good. He he had a hell of a free kick on him, if I remember as well. Yeah, like yeah. you know you know if it was like a close free kick and you had to get it up and down over the wall pretty quickly, he could do that somehow like effortlessly. Well, think yeah. about this for an injury record, right? He started <laughs> his professional career in 1999, playing for the Bayern Munich second team. Finished in 2012, retiring it as a Man City player. He only ever made 199 club appearances in 21 years. Wow. That's, that's, insane. that's sad, isn't it? That's is yeah. very sad. Because like I said, there was a period when he signed for United and he was in the England team that he was like, everyone was like, wow, Owen Hargreaves is like the best English midfielder. Despite the fact that he was playing alongside Michael Carrick, who at the time probably was one of the better English midfielders. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Owen Hargreaves, I always thought it was one of them where like, that is this... British guy playing in Germany and everyone just like sort of forgets about him because at the time the coverage wasn't as good. So you're like, mm-hmm. oh, this one playing in Germany? Oh, we'll just ignore him. And then when he actually comes to play in this country, you're like, oh my God, he's good, isn't he? Why have we never yeah. seen him before? I, I find it's like He was such a versatile player in terms of like positional play as well. Um, yeah. But like you said, there, there's so many players, even mentioned in trip before, and Hargreaves, Chris Smalling, like they go abroad to different countries and they seem to be just kind of forgotten maybe because they're not in the limelight of the Premier League. Yeah. Um, but mm. that's that's why I'm here to to bring them back. Bring the back Owen Hargreaves <laughs> to the spotlight. Yeah. Can we yeah. also can we also discuss for a little bit that Owen Hargreaves seemed to not know where he was from in the fact that he was born in Canada. I didn't know this, played for Wales under 19s <laughs> and then committed to England. <laughs> Do you want to know why he's eligible for Wales? Go on. Because his mum is from Rill. Everything in this podcast comes back to Rill. Love it. True story. His mum is from Rill. That's mad. There you go. <laughs> he's a fluent German speaker as well. Like no, yeah. no shock that he's obviously you know spent a lot of time there. But um, the guy is he's very multicultural. Yeah. So. Intelligent guy. You can tell that comes across on his punditry as well. To be fair, I think he's, he yeah. comes across as a very intelligent pundit. Where there are very few intelligent pundits in the modern he, TV era, 
He had he had forty two uh, caps for England, which is a fair amount of caps like for for any nation. And England have got a lot of decent midfielders, especially around that time. Yeah, he played football in England for five years and still didn't reach forty two games. Wow, that's sad, isn't it? That shows it like his injury record. That's the thing in it. Like it's just that's the sad thing about foot like injuries in the modern game. It's so hard if you're just injury prone. It must be so hard to have the ability, but not your body just can't allow you to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Even mentally like, me. how that, that most effective player. I never actually knew as well that he came through the Bayern Munich youth system. Like he played for their youth team, then he played for Bayern Munich two and then Bayern Munich. I never knew that. Yeah. A great player. Love it. Right, so let's go to your central second midfielder. Is that what we're looking at here in the, the top of the we diamond? Are, we are indeed. We are indeed. It was a tough one, this, because there's so many players who are capable and could be up there. Um, this is one that I'm not massively proud of. To give a bit of backstory to that, I once upon a time lived in Belfast, and I was surrounded by friends who were massive Rangers fans, massive Celtic fans. Uh, more of our friends tended to be Celtic fans than they were Rangers, just for the people that I knew. Um, so not to say that I have a soft spot, but you know, if it was Celtic and Rangers, I'm probably picking Celtic, um, all politics aside. And yeah, I'm going for maybe moving a little bit forward here, but I'm going for Stevie G again, moving a little bit forward to more of attacking position, but just what a player, what a long shot he had on him. Um, there's so much you could say about Steven Gerrard and I'm not going to lie to you, even as an Oldham fan, I had the pleasure of watching him against Liverpool legends, against Real Madrid legends. And uh, seeing him score in front of the cop. Yeah, nice. Couple of years ago. It was an experience. It was an experience. I I just, uh, I I can't say enough about Stephen Gerrard, as you probably guessed. (laughs) As the listeners will know, every time Stephen Gerrard comes up, I just get a glazed look in my eye and I'm like, it's like the Matrix and it's just the highlights of Gerrard's career flowing through my eyes. Mm. It's just so good. So good. It's, um, but yeah, kind of like seeing him now as as a Rangers manager, doing well they obviously just won the league this season um which is not like celtic dead they're doing their their 10 in a row thing but um just to see him having the success outside of that and not only that but the player just like dedicated to liverpool his entire career yeah um and you know i know he like for example like ryan kent as well got an opportunity to go and play up at rangers up there um probably more than likely through thanks to stevie g yeah um it's just amazing to see and i think that People sometimes get United fans or Arsenal fans, whatever, might say, oh, you know, Steven Gerrard associated with Liverpool, but just what a player he was. And I don't think that's always appreciated enough. No. I think a lot of people might shy away just for the, the sake of the fact he was a, a Liverpool player. So, yeah. Any yeah. thoughts on that there, George? On Twitter, we had a little back and <laughs> forth, right? That's a bad way to start. And, uh, <laughs> and Drew said about Andrea Perlo last week, in the fact that he had to go over to the MLS to finish his career. So someone mentioned on Twitter, our good mate Josh mentioned on Twitter, that Steven Gerrard also had to do the same thing. Can I just say, because this is what happened in the Twitter, this is where the Twitter like argument got to, John O'Shea has won more Premier League titles than Steven Gerrard. Yeah, and I'm going to leave that there. That's irrelevant information <laughs> about the quality of the player. <laughs> Every, every, oh. <laughs> there are many, many players that have won more Premier League titles than Steven Gerrard. Where's Morgan? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Danny Simpson, well. of all people. But yeah, so I agree that Steven Gerrard did go out to the MLS when he could have played on. But here's my theory on that subject. 
He loves Liverpool. He loves it. He still talks about it. He's the Rangers manager. And on a match day, he was posting about Liverpool. Are you going to say that he, he wouldn't have gone to another Premier League yes. side? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, not I Frank think Lampard. I, I, I do think I agree. Frank Lampard, the little Judas, was like, oh, yeah, I'll go play for City. Yeah, stupid Frank. <laughs> Paul Scholes wouldn't do it. He didn't do it. Well, let's be honest, though. Like, if you like, you don't want to anger Scouse fans. Like, <laughs> well, they're so calm and nice. <laughs> but no, but yeah, like, I'd, I'd like in in real, I I can't I can't say anything. No, well, I can say a lot bad about Stephen Gerrard, but it's probably all false. Like he's a hell of a player. Yeah, on the player, like you said, the long shots. Like I've never seen someone do it, like hit a ball so sweetly as Stephen Gerrard. Still, and like obviously, I've seen a lot of good players come through Liverpool. A lot of world class players that we have now, like you've already mentioned, Virgil Van Dijk, obviously with Salamane and Thiago, all the gang, but. Gerard's just a head and shoulders above him. I can't. I don't know. Obviously, it's biased because I grew up him as my hero. Like, literally, like hero like, status, isn't it? Yeah, literally. Like I'm sat yeah. next to my football shirts, and I've got like four Gerard shirts in there. Like, and it's like I see one season after the other just because I loved him so much. I was like, yeah. Get well, it's Gerard shirt, it's it? it's the thing where it's like when when you're playing for a team like Liverpool that has such a rich history, like arguably one of the best histories in football, uh, to be to have hero status and like legendary status for that team as a, as a more recent player as well. That's, that's a testament, yeah. isn't it? I just, I just love him. Just love him. If I saw him, I would cry. I love Steven Gerrard. <laughs> Genuinely think I probably would just like see him and then just burst into tears. Like, oh, I love you so much, Steven. That would make me what, laugh because you're probably, you're probably taller than him. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah, know why I'm that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> just you you looking down at him crying well, this is what I always right this is one of those things as well now that I'm, now that we're a bit older yeah, I, always, I often thought like when we were growing up Stephen Gerrard was so much older than us he's not that much older than us I think he's like no. 10 years older than us Eight, like maybe like 12 years older than us not even that much older than us like yeah. it's in respect my brother it, and I'm like it's when you put it into perspective though isn't it <laughs> yeah that's why yeah that's what upsets me about football now all the players younger than me I'm like oh god and they're ruining so much as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel yeah, the exact always, same way as well about that. It annoys me when like managers would be like, "Oh, twenty-seven in the in the middle of his career," and I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." Stevie yeah. G, obviously smashing it as Rangers manager. I think he's like the third most capped outfield player for England behind Beckham and Rooney. And like, oh, obviously, right? yeah, had some crucial moments for England. I always remember the goal he scored against Trinidad and Tobago in the World Cup, mm. 2006. I think. Peter Crouch scored a header from a Gerard cross, and then Gerard just cuts in and hits one with his left foot and bends it. Like with his, he's not even left footed, and he just bends it, absolute worldy. And fair play, it was against Trinidad and Tobago goalkeeper who was probably the same level as us. But you know, <laughs> still to do it on the highest level, ultimate big game player, scored yeah. in Champions League finals, scored in FA Cup finals, massive knockout games. He's always popping up. He's no one to shy away. Yeah. One thing we've never mentioned when whenever Gerard's been mentioned as well is that Andy Gray commentary. And I'm not going to delve too much in Andy Gray because horrible man. Yeah. But the actual commentary. <laughs> the man knew how to commentate. <laughs> the commentary was was legendary. He yeah. is not. Oh, you beauty. In a more enthusiastic way than that. Uh, yeah, just that I was thinking goal. of the what a hit, son, yeah. What a hit, son. Yeah, wow, that goal. I mean, I remember watching that and Rivaldo would score the free kick in the first half. And I was like, oh, great. Thanks, Rivaldo. And then <laughs> Neil Mellor had scored and Florent Cinema Pongol had scored. Yeah, that's right. We're going there. And then just like 
eight minutes left in the game. Carragher does some weird turn on the left, crosses it in, headed down by Mella, and then Steven Gerrard on the half volley, the sweetest strike you've ever seen in your life, curling away from the goal. Oh, oh tingles. Still it's just so right Gerrard. Now. Woo. It's so Gerrard. That's and Pete that's, Gerrard. Uh, that is Pete Gerrard. Yeah. Yeah, synonymous with it. So, yeah, yeah he's, he's definitely in there. He's definitely in there. Yeah, you you brought me back. You, you you pushed me away with Vidic and Evra, but you brought me back in with Steven Gerrard. <laughs> but and before Drew sort of goes ranting on, maybe we should move on to your strikers. Yeah, yeah. Let's, um, I'll George, see what I can do with before these. We, before we move on, George, I'm very proud of you. You did mention that he slipped. There you go. Well done. <laughs> I've, I've mentioned it. Well, you mentioned it for me. There you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I, that's your reward for not mentioning it. I'll mention it. Yeah. Okay. Nobody's mentioned yeah. this. Should we? Uh, should we talk about it in depth? No, no, uh, no, no, guy. Let's leave the podcast right there. <laughs> no, we'll uh, we'll move on to strikers. We'll move on to strikers. That's a, um, a good idea. Yeah. Uh, so up front, two strikers, obviously. Hernan Crespo being one of them. Chelsea Ooh. legend. Um, somebody who I'm I'm quite passionate about. Weirdly enough, that he's not talked about enough. I don't understand why Hernan Crespo is not more of a household name when it comes to uh, legends. Obviously, you've got the likes of you know around that area. You've got like Omri. Uh, even looking at, like Chelsea. Legends like, in terms of strikers, drug, but even before that, they got Zola. Um, he seems to have been kind of lost somewhere in between this kind of like I don't know, this this time period where uh, I feel it's a little bit underappreciated. I think yeah. just as a you know, uh, even now, I think the guy is just he's so you know intelligent and the way he talks about the game. If you've ever seen any of his like these podcasts or interviews that he's done, um, but just kind of what he brought to them at the time, what he brought to Chelsea, uh, just a natural goal scorer. And his stats elsewhere as well, just back that up. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, I always uh, remember the goal he scored against Liverpool in the Champions League final. <laughs> in the not, I'm not bringing it up for the fact that Liverpool won it. Yeah, great. That one, I mean, it was great, but let's not talk about it. Uh, but Hernan Crespo scored the goal in the first half, where he just runs off the back of Carragher. Carragher misses the tackle, and he just dinks it over Dudek. And I was looking at him like, yeah, "Oh my god, goal. you're so yeah. good." Yeah, just naturally gifted. Like one of those players where. Maybe it's an Argentinian thing, but it's just just got that that eye for goal, uh, just a natural goal scorer. And yeah. I think that's so hard to come by. But um, again, the main reason is just not mentioned enough, I don't feel. Um, maybe looking back, and maybe he's overshadowed by uh, kind of the history of, like said, Drogba or Zola or Chelsea. But um, he's always got a place in my heart, Crespo. Yeah. I, Le- I think legend. Legend. Absolute <laughs> legend. Like, you're right. He doesn't get talked about enough. Absolute legend. Yeah. Genuinely is a legend. So- so at Chelsea, I didn't I didn't realise this. I thought he was there for longer. He was a shot. Came yeah. to Chelsea in 2003. He was actually a Chelsea player until 2008, but he got loaned out to both AC Milan and Inter Milan for the rest of it. So he was only at Chelsea between 2003 and 2004, which is mad. I thought he was there longer. Yeah. I was really weird. Which was... Wikipedia might have been right. But yeah, he was loaned out. So he was actually a Chelsea player when he scored against Liverpool in that Champions League final, supposedly. Yeah. Well, do you know do you know why Crespo left? Go on. Do you tell? Who was the manager that took over the season that he the season after he came in? Is it Mourinho? It is Mourinho. <laughs> so Mourinho just didn't like him. Mourinho did his classic Mourinho thing of, hey, you're a good player, I don't like you. <laughs> As he's done with Deli Ali, Gareth Bale. Luke Shaw, Luke Shaw, <laughs> yeah, any United player, <laughs> like that's that's exactly what. But that's Mourinho's thing, isn't it? He goes yeah. to a big club. I was listening to um, 
the Stadio, uh, the Stadio podcast today, and they were talking about Mourinho and his next move and things like that. Saying that it's not just, going to be the Premier League. It he just can't needs be. to give up. But like he's saying, like he he has a trend of just going to a club and going, no, don't really like you, so I'm just going to isolate you or sell you. <laughs> like just every time he does it, and then like that player then comes back to haunt them in some way or another. Like Hernan Crespo was made surplus to requirements because Didier Drogba came in. There you go. The fact that he was loaned out as well, I actually thought I've always kind of believed that he was sold, but um, I've kind of maybe yeah. you know better than well, you know, I suppose. I'm looking. I'm looking on Wikipedia, so again, don't don't <laughs> take it as fact. But I I didn't know this. He's the current manager of Sao Paulo in Brazil. Mm. I did not know that. There you go. No, I didn't know Big that. In and Crespo, yeah, I mean, like he's he's part of that legendary Palmer team as well in like the late nineties that was just like famed for being so good, yeah, like with Cannavaro and Buffon and everyone in it, and Crespo obviously smashing it there. Great record for Argentina as well, like like thirty five goals in sixty two games, something like that, which is obviously a great yeah. return. Like yeah, everywhere went, be it domestic or international, just yeah, absolutely smashed it. Hell of a choice! You're bringing out some great choices, there, guy. I'm a big fan. Yeah, of this. <laughs> I'm like, I new, new, one. new ones I'm that. Feel like it should have been picked before as well, which yeah. is weird. Yeah, um, yeah. This this next striker, I'm just going on a bang year. Um, I'm not sure if he should have been picked before, but I'm going. He's played for Oldham. That's one of the main reasons why. But I'm going for the flying fin. I'm going for Shefki Kuki. Yeah, I, yeah. He's literally. I've never seen a striker with so much personality, and having having been able to say that, I've seen the celebration in person, the flying, uh, yeah, the dive yes. that does the flying thing, fin thing. Um, yeah, he was maybe past his time when he came to Oldham um, in that he was bouncing around clubs. But he definitely made an impact on the pitch for us, uh, which, again, we said earlier on, you don't really need too much to do that other than besides being a half-decent player. Yeah. Um, I know that he's got you know a long list of clubs that he's been at, but um, just just what a character. And, Any, you know, anyone, anyone yeah. who scores a goal and then full-on swan dives into the ground... What a, what a man! The dedication. I like. He must yeah. have like ribs, of, like reinforced ribs of steel. <laughs> I actually, He's I'm quite, thinking about doing it right dude. now, and I'm thinking, ouch! Like, I just can't yeah. think past of how much that would hurt from just bouncing off the ground. Because it's not like he didn't score a lot of goals. He's, he banged him wherever he went. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely a journeyman. Um, yeah. I mean, that's an understatement. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I know he's. Um, I don't. I don't know how long he was at Oldham for, but from the top of my head, he, he wasn't there long with us. Um, <laughs> which is no shock, really. But I can't find old. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. He's forty games. There you go. I, to be fair, two seasons worth. Like considering that, you know, there's twenty four teams in the in well, at the time we were League One. Um, that's quite a long time for us. Two seasons, believe it or not, but. Uh, yeah, the, the guy, I remember when we first signed him, like the news surrounding it, like the, the hype surrounding signing a player like Chef Kikuki was just, it was, you know, it was magical. It was like signing, uh, it was like signing, signing Crespo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, so yeah. what we're saying is he's the finished Crespo. Potentially, potentially. I don't think he's many like finished contenders from the top, from the top of my head. But uh, yeah, he's definitely up there. Ah, uh, mate, that's such a good choice. Like It's one of the players where, you don't realise you remember him until someone says his name, then you're like, I can yeah. see him diving in the air, flying yeah, just... across. Think how many groundsmen hate him. <laughs> how many clubs he's been to and how many groundsmen are going, Shefki, can you can you go in the other corner, mate? I've just I've just sorted this grass out and you keep wrecking it. 
but run down tarpaulins as jump. It's one thing to just like dive onto the ground, but if like we did it now, we'd like just by instinct you'd put your arms out in front of you. Yeah. He literally had his arms behind his back. <laughs> yeah, that is like, yeah, that's true. Actually, my my natural instinct would be put my hands out, but he was yeah. like, "No, nah, watch this." Like, no, nope, gonna take the impact of this. <laughs> In Finland, obviously, they're absolutely rock solid, and he was the hardest of them all. Yeah, that's one of the main things. Like I said before, is just taking away that. I can say I've seen, I've seen, I've seen his dive. Um, the guy, he's a big dude as well. When you see him in person, it all kind of makes sense. It's uh, it all comes together, you know. Yeah, well. Obviously, he's a bit of an Ipswich legend as well, and uh, yeah. obviously yeah. Ipswich aren't doing very well at the moment. And I've seen links of Chef <laughs> Kiki's link to become the next Ipswich manager. Can you imagine if, like, you score a goal at the playoff final, and then you're all celebrating the corner, and all of a sudden, just a giant Finnish bloke chasing towards you in a suit, just uh, <laughs> body slamming the players. You know, the Love mark it. line where the manager's supposed to stand is going to be very, uh, it's going to be <laughs> just ruined. very interesting shape. Yeah, just be a like a chalk line of him on the floor. It's like you can dive there and only there, nowhere else. <laughs> oh, that is yeah. a hell of a choice. It is a great choice. I have not thought about Shefki Kuki for years. What a player! It's, I uh, can't get over. I don't, how even, many I don't teams remember if he was any good. I just remember like diving. Uh, he scored 100, 156 goals in 570 appearances. So, yeah, for a striker, not it's okay. Great. He's a target okay, man. He's but... a target man. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just say we're setting them up. We'll, we'll give him I that. mean, if he scored any more goals, like, he he would have Yeah, maybe he was doing that out of self-preservation. Yeah, he's like, right, I could <laughs> score more goals, but I like my yeah. celebration. I don't want to die. So, I'm just going to keep, <laughs> keep my goals on the minimum so I can do it. Imagine scoring, imagine scoring a hat trick. You'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, God. Like, there'll be one where he's like, he's trying to avoid it on a corner. He's just standing there. And the ball hits him, goes in. Oh, God. All right, fine. Go on, last to the corner. <laughs> oh, dear. But, uh, I love it. Love it. I don't think we're winning any Champions Leagues with that squad. But um, Yeah, I don't know. We might, we might come close. No, I, I, it's a decent side, to be fair. You've yeah. got one, two, three. Settle for Europa League. Six, seven, eight. Champions League winners in there. There you go. Uh, although the others in there, yeah, maybe. maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on to your super sub. Who have we got? Yeah, so we're bringing on uh, for Kuki. Uh, we're bringing on someone who's probably got a bit more uh, footballing, footballing accomplishments rather than just kind of uh, you know uh, sliding on his chest. Uh, we're going to bring on. <laughs> we're going to bring on uh, Andy Ritchie, uh, who's. An Oldham legend, he's taking it back in time a little bit now, um, and also started his career off at uh, Man United. Um, so obviously made the right choice moving to Oldham. Uh, the reason I'm kind of I'm kind of picking him is just a player who you know can so easily fall through the cracks in like people's memories. In that he was at Oldham Athletic during probably the most successful period I think they've ever had. I don't think I'm wrong in saying that. Just proper striker, um, involved in so many so much of the play. In some, some like crucial matches as well, be it you know uh, at a uh, FA Cup semi final against United, uh, he was there at Sauce of the Premier League, and even just kind of picking him up a little bit. The kind of Premier League first picture of all the players lined up, um, bottom left is Andy Rich himself. So there you go. Yeah, again went from United. I think he went to Leeds after that, and then did the yeah. dirty two. 
Went to Leeds via went to Leeds via Brighton. <laughs> United, Brighton, Leeds, and then Oldham. Two hundred and fifty appearances, one hundred and four goals in his first stint at Oldham. That's a hell of a return. Yeah, even then, to this day, he's still involved with the with the club as well, and yes. just with the fans and very interactive. So, um, yeah, maybe a few more goals in him than what Kuki has. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> They're not very difficult. <laughs> I love it, I love how you specify. I don't think we've ever had any guests specify who the super sub which players coming off. When the chest is finally bruised from the hat trick, <laughs> <That's> it. <laughs> when his chest is caved in. Yeah. <laughs> but this is a thing about Andy Ritchie made one appearance for England under twenty ones in nineteen eighty two, and that was it. Never any other international involvement at all. Just one solitary appearance. For the under twenty ones in nineteen eighty two, I guess as a striker yeah. around that time, you got a lot of decent decent players. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Fair play. Seen it in through like kind of that eighties era as well, up into the nineties, and then kind of when the Premier League came about, uh, like what like a, a shift as well in modern football. But I think that players like him might go amiss, and well, this is what that podcast is for, I suppose. Yeah. So there you go. You're welcome, Andy Ritchie. Exactly. Yeah, well, he's currently doing punditry for BBC Radio Leeds and MUTV. Oh, wow. There you go. So he's obviously still got an affiliation with United. Yeah, it's a bit of... Um, some, might, some might not like, like that. Leeds and uh, Leeds United, but there we go. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a bit, it seems a bit sketchy, that, doesn't it? <laughs> it's going against the grain there. I think he's actually from Manchester, Manchester as well. Like he's oh, a yeah. local... Local lad. Thankfully, yeah, he's dangerous. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Where did the rivalry between Leeds United really start? I don't know. I'm wondering if it's that. 90s because he he went there in the 80s. So I, I'm thinking maybe it was 90s. Maybe that was the reason they fell out. They're like, we want Andy Ritchie and Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We hate you forever. Andy Ritchie is the is the reason for the friction between Leeds and <laughs> Manchester. Yeah. Well, I never I never knew the reason between the, the Leeds United rivalry. I think it was just and Manchester. It was, United, sorry, is it not? Is it just a Yorkshire Lancashire thing? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think so. And also, is. also on top of that, they were both because uh, Leeds were doing really well in the Premier League, weren't they? Um, like at the time, and we stole Alan Smith off them. I know they hated oh, that, and then you broke him. Sad times. Poor Alan <laughs> you'd, Smith. You'd be surprised that I know I've chatted so much about Oldham being in the Prem, but even to this day, the hatred for. United and City, especially as well as Leeds, any Yorkshire team. Ah, well, local rivals, isn't it? <laughs> it's like Andy Ritchie is still sung about, you know, in a positive way. So it's still there; it still exists. But it's more of a the Yorkshire thing now is more of just a you know battle of the roses uh, yeah. being a team. So. <laughs> so essentially, that rivalry is just the the, the <laughs> Tudors four hundred years on. Nice. <laughs> the more the more yeah. time goes on, the more it dies, just because you know the older the fans get who were actually <laughs> witnessed it. We'll get to a point um, where the kids in school won't even learn about the Tudors, and then they'll be like, <laughs> "What? Who? Why we? Do, why do we hate them? Because a rose, a colour of a rose. What?" <laughs> yeah, eventually, at one point, we'll be, you know, we'll be, we'll be Leeds fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll all, it'll all die away. Well, right. Well, now we've got your super serve in the bag. That's your whole team done. So we we'll take a short break, and then we will take on the manager, the stadium, and the kit. <laughs> All right, a hell of a team there. Let's get straight back in. Who is the manager of this team? The manager is going to be John Sheridan. Um, this might be a very unpopular choice at the minute with Swindon Town fans, who I'm pretty sure he's at the minute. 
John Sheridan was at Oldham at a period where, keep in mind, the team has not been promoted since, well, I think it was the 90, 90, 90, 89, 90 season that we first got, last got promoted, sorry. Uh, went up to Division One. Um, he came in at a time where he managed to get us back into the playoffs for the first time in, well, for the first time pretty much forever. Uh, we were up against Blackpool at the time and just the way, how gritty he was, how involved he was, you could see the relationship he had with the players. Uh, and I think that helped us get a team that was fairly decent into a playoff spot. Uh, admittedly, we did come up that season, I think it was 2006 7, uh, against a very strong Blackpool team, which would then have back to back promotions. So, of course, just Oldham's luck. But um, <laughs> yeah, there's, he's, he's a bit of a fan favourite at Oldham. And I think a manager like that, who's just so involved, so very blunt, um, gets the best out of his players. Yeah. And I don't think you see that. Yeah. With a very kind of jaded uh, idea now of at least, you know, maybe sort of top managers. You might say like Ollie's maybe not enough, not involved enough, or um, you know Pep doesn't really have to be that involved. He's a very sort of uh, a people's kind of guy. Yeah, uh, thing goes with Klopp, but Klopp has that kind of resilience as well. Um, in that he expects the best, and I feel like he gets the best out of his players. So, although like I said, Swindon Town at the minute are pretty much in a relegation spot. What he did for Oldham, he will always have a place in my heart, John Sheridan. So nice, I don't. He's he's had quite a few stints as manager at Oldham, isn't he? He has, he has. Um... Yeah, so we've got we got two thousand and one while he was still playing, he was co caretaker manager. And then two thousand and three to two thousand and four, he was caretaker manager. I think from looking at it here, while he was still playing, hmm. and then he came back in two thousand and sixteen, and then back again in two thousand and seventeen after he'd been to Notts County. Yeah, um, the last thing. It's, it's a whole topic in itself, this. Um, Oldham and managers, you've probably seen in the news, you've probably seen with Paul Scholes, right now under our current ownership is a big, big topic. Yeah. I think we've had maybe 10 managers in the last two years. Oh, it's like the um, of the league two. Oh, don't even, don't even get me started. Um, <laughs> as, as an Oldham fan, we've waited years to see the likes of Paul Scholes finally become manager. We know he's, uh, I think, pretty sure he's from Oldham. He definitely lives in Oldham, I think. Yeah. Um, He's been to so many games. I've seen him at games in the main stand. Uh, he's not shy that he's an Oldham fan. And then when he finally got became manager of the club, it was like a dream come true. Um, everyone always wanted him to finish his last season at Oldham, but obviously he stayed at, uh, he stayed at United. Just that when he did come along, he realised that Oldham has a bit of an issue with the minute the fans might stay with ownership. So a man like John Sheridan, who's very outspoken, coming across owners who some accused of being very involved in, for example, selecting the team, where the players are coming from, not being able to pick the transfers. Uh, I can't imagine a guy like that would do very well. So, no. yeah, it's, it's a bit of a tough one. It's kind of, um, it's kind of uh, shattered the memories, but you just got to ignore that. You just got to ignore that, to be honest. So, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, any manager that like has a lasting effect like that, yeah, obviously it means a lot to you. I think that's, one thing that is hard for managers to do is to like get that from a fan. You know what I mean? Like, so like if I asked George now, like, what did you think of the Moyes era? Oh, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me with it the can Hod- burn in history. Yeah. <laughs> Me with the Hodgson era, hated it. But like, but then you get a manager that just gets it, like you're saying Sheridan did, and like that makes such a difference to the fan base. Yeah, and the relationship you had as well because he was a player, uh, and he was there at a time where we had um, we had some prolific players. I think. 
around that time in like 2001, um, again, top of, my, top of my head this, we got into the playoffs again against QPR. Uh, ultimately, we ended up losing, but just he was there around kind of more recent success. Yeah. So everyone kind of attributes John Sheridan with Oldham doing well. Yeah, again, Swindon, relegation spot. <laughs> Sorry, Swindon, Swindon fans, if anyone's listening. You know, that's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you've been cancelled yeah. by Swindon fans, unfortunately. Yeah, did exactly. you know? <laughs> did you know Harry Kuehl was manager at Oldham? I did, I did. Yeah, yeah. This, I didn't um, know that. Well, the current manager is Keith Kale, is it not? Yeah. So yeah. We, we've we've had this. Like I said, though, we've had a lot of managers recently. Um, the the accusation of owners is at the minute were these, and all that's come in with lose the spectre. And we suddenly seem to be going through lots and lots of managers. And all of these managers seem to be buying players that are not typically where you buy League Two players from. And third division, I think fourth, we had one come from, Slovenia, I think, Slovenia, Slovakia, who uh, was, it's called Segbe, ended up being best mates with Mane, uh, that we later found out. Oh, so, yes, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a weird one there. Uh, <laughs> and it's... Not very typical that the likes of Richie Wellens, Paul Scholes, Keith Curl, Harry Kuehl might be looking at bringing in players from those yeah, leagues. Yeah, so, so something's going on there. Yeah, and it's kind of hard to judge. I don't really want to pass too, too much comment about like the likes of Harry Kuehl because his time there, some might say, has been massively affected by the managers and he's not had his proper chance to implement what he might want to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... It's a shame because Liverpool legend, um, Leeds legend as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, Lovely. Yeah. yeah. Olden last stop, uh, last chance saloon. Well, I don't well. want to tarnish his name too much. No. But there you go. Hey, but John Sheridan, top man. Yeah. Top man. <laughs> Take it back to him. Yeah. 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 Right so I'm, I'm, I'm guessing I can try and take a guess at where you might pick for your stadium. But. Yeah. Let's let you reveal it to the listeners. Who what is your stadium? I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the correct pronunciation. It's Stadion and Altenfesterei. It's Union Berlin Stadium. Well, that's not what I was I gonna say. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's, right? Can uh, we can we just bear in mind that I, when we run through this team, I've got to say that. So we need a different <laughs> name for that stadium. Union Berlin Stadium. Union Berlin's ground. <laughs> um, being there in person, amazing ground. Uh, built by fans. When they were basically had no money, they said we'll literally build it ourselves. It resembles, it's like almost like a FIFA stadium. Uh, one big main stand, the rest is like three other stands connected, terraces all the way around, um, and just being there in person is genuinely packed. And I mean, like shoulder to shoulder, the atmosphere for that reason is electric. Um, when I was there as well, this is a really quirky thing about it. I found really bizarre. Walking up to the stands, there's just steps at the back. I'll think of it almost as like a mound. So on the front of the mound is where the fans are. The back of the mound is the steps leading up to it. Right at the bottom was like a dividing wall, just a four-way wall, like an X. It was actually a urinal, just at the bottom of the stairs. Oh, so you could run down the steps in the, in the open, get it out, have a piss, <laughs> run back up the stairs. And, you know, you've not had to queue up for toilets. You've not had to, like, Mad. go anywhere sort of too far outside of the ground. I've never seen anything like it in my life. That's crazy. Yeah. It was, uh, I think, I, think I can see the stand you're on about as well. Is it like, is, is there a load of trees that grow around it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's literally surrounded by forest, <laughs> um, which is part of the name is like stadium, kind of like around the stadium on the old forest, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, right. The actual name of it. But um, 
just it looks small, it looks insignificant, but it's just a proper football ground. And yeah, I nice. think some black character, cough cough Spurs, cough cough Arsenal, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> but that just a, a stadium, considering the Bundesliga now, just yeah, get um, me in there. Champions League final in there. Yeah, Let's do is it, it. Is it small though? So it doesn't look too small. Um, the capacity. I'm not sure because the capacity might be different because there there are no seats. It is purely standing. Yeah. Um, well, the record attendance is twenty two thousand and twelve. There you go. <laughs> the capacity it says here for football is twenty two thousand. For concerts, it's thirty five thousand. I don't know why. <laughs> ah, you can get on the pitch, can't you? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's definitely one. If anyone's ever thinking like to yourself, I'm working out like working kind of ground hop in Germany. Um, I've always wanted to go to a, a stadium where you just, it's like all standing. I don't yeah. know why. I just always like the idea of it. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Proper working man's club. Love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. Great choice. And I, that'd be really fun for George to say later on. I'm just going to say Union <laughs> Berlin. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, we can uh, take take turns rehearsing. <laughs> yeah, just, read it in a, just read it in a really, like, English voice. Don't even try and pronounce it. Just read it as it reads. I'll try. And the Queen's English, just go for that. Oh dear. Even I'm looking forward to this now. <laughs> right then, let's move forward into your kit. What is your kit going to be? A kit is what I'm wearing. It is the most ugly, horrible, out of character thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It is, um, I know it's obviously a podcast, someone describe it as well. It is all my athletics, I think 1998, 1997 kit. It's typically all in plain blue and white. That's always been the way. Mixed up in terms of like socks being white, shorts. It is red and blue stripes. Um, it is completely contradictory of what we're <laughs> usually playing. It literally looks like a rugby top. I look like a, a rugby a rugby league fan. Um, <laughs> I but, didn't think I didn't think you come to the wrong podcast. I know, I know, it <laughs> is horrible, but at the same time, beautiful about it and if Oldham were to show up in it again I would buy it straight away <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what it is about ugly nostalgic kits that makes us want to buy them Yeah. Um, maybe enough time has passed now for us to realise that oh maybe it's not as ugly as yeah, I thought they're, they're, a, bit, going they're a bit quirky aren't they yeah it's yeah, like... yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a bit of an eye catcher at games you see someone in it it's like oh like, hello you're yeah. a fan there are there are so many sort of close um, close second and thirds when it comes to kits Um even like more modern takes like Ajax, uh, the kind of awake at the minute. Oh, yeah. It's so good, so isn't so it? Nice. So nice. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, we're having, to, we're having to settle for this. Hey, don't, no, it's not settling, mate. Like I said, <laughs> nostalgic kits are the one, and we're all for nostalgic kits. That's the name. There you go. There you go. There you go. Um, um, you've nailed it. I picked this up for like £15 on eBay. Oh. Um, I know. I'm, it sounds like I'm boasting, but at the same time, I'm just hoping that in time, um, you know, this is my this is my jackpot. This is my yeah my million dollar frame. You can sell it for twenty quid on eBay. <laughs> profit. The, the profit on the postage. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, what a team and what a combination of things. So we're gonna go back through it to make sure you're happy with your choices, and then after that, you can name your team. Right, so I can already see George is prepping to try and pronounce the stadium. So you've gone for a 4-4-2 formation. Mm-hmm. Goalkeeper, the great German goalkeeper, Robert Enke. Right back, you've gone for Kieran Trippier. 
Centre back Virgil van Dijk and Nemanja Vidic, and your left back is Patrice Evra. Yes, we move on to the midfield, and the holder midfielder, you've got Sean Gregan. Uh, on the left midfield, you've got Bastian Schweinsteiger with Owen Hargreaves on the right hand side, and Steven Gerrard as the attacker midfielder. Your strike force, uh, a feared strike force across the land, Hernan Crespo and Shefki Kuki. <laughs> And your super sub is Oldham legend, although maybe United or a Leeds legend, Andy Ritchie. Never have those names been said together. Ever. And never again. <laughs> Here we are. I mean, that's what this podcast for, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> right. So manager, we have John Sheridan. Your stadium. Yes. Is Union Berlin Stadium, which is named <laughs> Stadion and de Alton Forsteri. Yes. Do you just remind us how you actually pronounce it, Guy? Stadion and der Alten Försterei. There you go. It's, uh, Not even close. <laughs> absolutely nowhere near. Which, which in English means stadium at the Old Forester's house. There you go. There you there go. go. And the kit is the Oldham Athletic. Uh, did you say 97 to 98? The one I you think wrote? it's 97 98 kit. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, the eyesore. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, lovely. So, all that's left to do is for you to name this team. It's always a tough one. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a little just pure nostalgic here. I'm gonna be like, not pure nostalgic. So, back in the day when Oldham first founded, they were Pine Villa. Um, how it came about going from Pine Villa to Oldham Athletic, I really do not know. Um, I'm not sure if it was actually named after a mill because our town is just is full of them. But Pine Villa to me is just, I like a team name that doesn't actually have a place in it. Pine Villains is a nickname. Who, who, can't, who can argue with that? But I'm gonna, I'm just going to throw it back to just a nostalgic. I'm just going to take Pine Villa as, uh, as, nice. as our team name. Love it. Um, yeah. Here's one for you. <laughs> is your logo an owl? Because <laughs> owls live in pine trees, and then you... <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, we're... Our logo is an owl, uh, and I don't care what Sheffield Wednesday fans say uh, about owls, and I don't care what uh, Wigan Athletic fans say about being called Latics. We're, we're the originals. We're the owls. We're the uh, we're Latics. There you go. So. <laughs> you can't just have a monopoly on all nicknames. <laughs> it's, we're also the Reds, the Red Devils. We're also the Magpies. We're also... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. We're the, we're the Red Devils. Do you not know? Oh, there you go, yeah. Yeah. The, the Blue Devils of Manchester. <laughs> like a Pez team. I was going to say something like a Pez team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, well, owls aside, what a hell of a team that was. Yeah. Thank you very much for coming on, guys. It's been a pleasure to have you. Thanks for taking us away from the Super League madness. You're more than welcome. It's uh, It's been interesting, but yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for both having me. Well, there we go. Guy Coleman coming on with... Uh, an eclectic mix of players there. Mm. So uh, we'll go back through it. You went for a 4-4-2 diamond. That's not a formation we've had very much. Not many people go for a classic 4-4-2 anymore. So that was nice to see. Then he has also picked four central midfielders in my eyes. So that's... I was going to say, when he when he said it was a left midfielder and then said Bastian Schweinsteiger, I know Bastian Schweinsteiger has played as a left midfielder, but I always think of him as central. Yeah, so but to be fair, like like you said, he was a winger for for a long time. So yeah, we'll let him off. I don't Same know about Hargreaves. Yeah, Hargreaves. Yeah, yeah. When he was a bit younger. So straight in goalkeeper Robert Enke, obviously very sad story, but a very good goalkeeper. So 
obviously may you rest in peace, but obviously a lot of promise and a, a career cut and a life cut too far too short. So yeah, big up to Robert Enker and his family. So then on to the defense. Diego Simeone's favorite right back, Kieran Trippier. <laughs> Which is mad when you think about how much yeah. Diego Simeone seems to hate everybody that an Englishman can go over and play and succeed. Fair play to him. And he he became the like, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> he like every England fan absolutely fell in love with him on this summer of what was it, 2018? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. He was one of the World Cup heroes against that Croatia team when he scored that free kick. So then moving into the centre-backs, what a pairing that would be, actually. That probably, yeah. I would say, may be a pairing of the two best Premier League centre-backs I've ever been. Well, actually, it's quite it's quite interesting because they're, they're the two at the moment on Twitter and on all social media that are getting compared. Yeah. And it's like, it's it's all well and good comparing them. They're very different players, though. They might be centre backs, but they're very, very different players. Yeah, that's true. It's one of them, though. Like, no one's ever going to settle fully on who is the best player, apart from like, because even like, you can't even settle Ronaldo Messi debate. How are you going to settle two centre backs in the Premier League? You just can't yeah. do it. It's never going to yeah. happen. And Man's two centre backs too... that played in different eras as well. Exactly. So it's, it's just, just like... too subjective. It's never going to, no one's ever going to settle one way or the other for sure, because it's just too difficult to do so. The only thing I would say, um, just to protect Vidic a little bit, is Van Dyke has to do it for a few more seasons. Yeah, and I'm sure and he, he probably and he probably yeah. will. But <laughs> yeah, I, I agree, he does. Um, so then on to Patrice Evra, weird chicken man, karate kicking fans. Yeah, um, <laughs> karate kicking but he was chicken. a hell of a player though. Which is yeah, he was a hell of a player. Yeah, obviously a bit of a, a bit of a eccentric personality, but the man could kick a football. Yeah, what and a fan, I, I, <laughs> and probably a raw chicken if you asked him to. I was going to say, Ed, like all of these players can kick a football. That's why they're there. <laughs> True. And then one player we don't know kick a football because honestly, I've never heard of him. Sean Gregan. Yeah, I'd, I'd never heard of him. Had to do nope. a bit of bit as, research. As Guy but... said, Oldham legend. Like he he did wonders for them. So uh, nothing wrong with a cult hero for a lower league team because, like we said, and as Guy said, players don't stick around for that long. So if you can find a player that sticks around and is good. They're going to be a hero. Exactly. Yeah. And then left wing, Bastian Schweinsteiger. Now, how has he never made an appearance in 23 episodes? How is that a thing? I, I honestly don't know. Because we we always refer back to when, when players are picked, we were like, oh, that's like our era of football, growing up and watching football. He was in that perfect era. Yeah. So why he's never been chosen is... Yeah, beyond me. Well, I mean, a hell of a player. And like over 500 appearances for Bayern Munich, won a World Cup with Germany, played in the national side for what, like 15 years? Yeah. Hell of a player. Hell and then player. his pal Owen, they played yeah. together over at Bayern Munich again. Obviously, Owen Hargreaves played a lot less games because uh, his body is made of glass and he can never stay fit for more than two games yeah. at a time. But yeah, English slash Canadian slash Welshman. <laughs> Whose mum is from real. Mum is from yeah. real. <laughs> Mad sad. I don't know why I know that. But yeah, his mum is from I real. never knew that. Like, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So we can we can claim that and say Owen Hargreaves is from real. There you go. Yeah, yeah, we'll why take that. We'll take why that. Not? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Close <laughs> Tell you he's not from real. Steve Gerrard, not from real. <laughs> Being from from where he hails, it's more than likely that he has been on holiday to Rill 
because <laughs> that everyone, transition was gold. <laughs> everyone from Liverpool has been to Real at some point in their lives. Yeah, it's a right no, that's, <laughs> that's very true. If you walk through Real in the summer, it's it's a lot of scouts. Yes, accents. it is. It is. Uh, but I mean, I could talk about Steve Gerrard for, for years, you know that. So we'll move past Stevie G. Yeah. Obviously, what a man. To him, this, Crespo. This strike force, I love it. Cre- like Crespo, obviously, like you said, not talked about enough. Underrated. No. Maybe not underrated, more forgotten than underrated, because I think everyone who knows about him knows how good he was. And you can see he's scoring in Champions League finals. He's playing for both Milan teams, for Palmer, for. Chelsea, Chelsea. He played for massive teams and Lazio. Lazio, I think yeah. he played for Lazio, and then obviously for Argentina as well, thirty-five and sixty-two. That's a hell of a return for yeah, national massive. side. Massive, yeah. I mean, what and player? Mourinho just didn't like him. It sounds like what a surprise! A good football player, and Mourinho doesn't like him. Shocker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> player who Mourinho would have loved. <laughs> Chef Kikuki. Chef Kikuki. I don't. I don't think he would have loved him. Honestly, belly flopping onto the floor every time he scores <laughs> a goal. Oh man, I think that's probably one of the most iconic celebrations of all time. Yeah, uh, there's a rugby player called Chris Ashton that does it when he scores a try, and he literally full on dives with the ball in his hand. What as he scores the try? He scores the he, try. He's not the one that dropped it when he did that. He is, is the one that a... dropped it. Yeah, he is. The one that dropped it. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> I don't want to bring that up because I don't like him. He's in it. He plays for England. So, yeah. So, okay, Chris Ashton. But Shefki Kuki. I always called him Kuchi growing up. Maybe I was wrong. Uh, so did I. And I still don't know whether. <laughs> but no. But the, the guest called him Kuki. So let's let's. Hey, I tell you what. He certainly was Kuki diving around like that. <laughs> nice. Thank Very you. nice. And then on to his super sub, Andy Ritchie. A bit of a conflicted man with his uh, many teams <laughs> that he's played for. Yeah, yeah. Oldham United, Leeds. Who else was it? Brighton, Scarborough. Although I don't suppose anyone cares about Brighton or Scarborough. I mean, Scarborough and Brighton have a big, big uh, rivalry. You know, two seaside towns on the other side of England. <laughs> Scarborough's in Yorkshire, isn't it? Yeah. I'm fairly sure. Yeah, so yeah. I've, 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 I lived in Scarborough for a summer. <laughs> there, you there you go. So, obviously... Uh, Guy knew that and wanted to put a player to signify your summer in Scarborough. <laughs> yeah, thanks to Guy for that one. Thank yeah. you. The manager, again, very similar sort of circumstances in terms of a lower league team that has a manager that changes things for them. John Sheridan. That cult sort of hero, isn't it? Yeah. Cult hero. Sorry, Swindon fans. As Guy pointed out, Swindon aren't doing very well and he is in charge currently, but he did well at Oldham in his 17 different stints as Oldham manager. <laughs> <laughs> and then the stadium would you would you care to pronounce the stadium again oh I uh, I don't have it in front of me anymore <laughs> Stadion and Altenfesterei there you go I, I perfectly pronounced that that definitely was my voice that you just heard <laughs> um, so we'll move on to the kit but no the stadium obviously that stadium it was um, if you look at it you actually search it it looks like a proper old school football stadium yeah, yeah. like a like I can't... work, people work from nine to five, or like work long hours throughout the week, and then that's just like their church. They built it themselves for it. I know what he means by it. it looks like a FIFA stadium as well. Yeah, I don't know what he meant by it, but I sort of get it. It's like Euro Park. Yeah. <laughs> and then the and... kit, which you wouldn't have seen because this is an audio format, and obviously you can't see the kit, but we can confirm it was atrocious. It was a red and blue hooped kit from Oldham from ninety seven, ninety eight, but. Classic kits, can't beat them. 
even if they are atrocious. Yeah, exactly. It's still something about them. You get away with it. If you wear a rank shirt now that came out like last week, you'd be like, "Oh, bad choice." But you wear like one if you wore out... Liverpool's away kit at the moment. Yeah, like I'm sorry, but <laughs> ah, fair enough. But then if you if you wear that, if that kit came out 30 years ago, everyone'd be like, "Oh yeah, that was a banging kit, that one." It. It's one of them like it's recency bias, or yeah. actually the reverse of recency bias. It's just the nostalgia of it all, isn't it? Exactly. And name of the, the pod. Team, that's it. And then the team name, Pine Villa. Like uh, it. I'm still not convinced that uh, they're not <laughs> got an owl on the logo because owls live in pine trees. <laughs> I don't know if they do. I feel like they don't because I've never seen an owl on a Christmas tree, but uh, you I never know. I've never seen an owl. That's true, actually. There you go. But as, as in in real life, I know what an owl looks like. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You just reminded me of a conspiracy theory, completely off topic. You ever seen a baby pigeon? I've I've seen I've like heard about this. No, legit, never, never like, in my life. Buying for the government, mate. Because you see baby seagulls because they're the ones with um, like grey, aren't they? The greyish feathers, aren't they? But yeah, never once seen a baby, a baby pigeon. pigeon. There you go. And that's what we're going to end this podcast on. Look out for baby pigeons that are coming. <laughs> right, best player, worst player, go. Uh, oh, this is shit. You've dropped me in it. Um, best player, Nemanja Vidic. Worst player. Sean Gregan, because I've never, never heard him. Oh wait, sorry, best player Lee Hughes. <laughs> no, no mind you, Vidic. Uh, okay, obviously, yeah. I mean, there's no point even I say my thing. Obviously, Steven Gerrard's the best player, the worst player yeah, again would probably be Sean Gregan, because I don't know who he is. Yeah, it's it's simply down to that, isn't it? It's not yeah. not saying he's a bad player. He was obviously a very good player because he was a professional football player, but yeah. never seen him play. No. And there you go. That is another podcast in the bag. So we will thank you again for listening. As always, you can check us out on our social media channels at Nostalgia FC Pod. We got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We also have an email address which you can email with questions, queries, and anything else you might want to say to us at the email address of nostalgiafcpod at gmail.com. Thank you. I forgot to breathe there, so I got carried away. Uh, so uh, remember if you can rate and review the podcast on the format you listen to it on that would be fantastic it does help us go into different countries for example this week we have conquered Africa or one very small portion of northern Africa in Morocco there you go we've reached Morocco that's our country for this week so if you could if you could pass it on to your friends in other places around where the was world. Tajikistan where was Tajikistan yeah uh, it's near Russia it's like ah. Eastern Europe Ah. Borderline Asia. But yeah, we've, we're on most continents now. In fact, apart from Antarctica, we're on every continent. Wait, we, yeah? Yeah. Have we got Australasia? Yeah, we've got Australia, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course we do. Of course we do. Make that big one. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Hey, we're taking over. We're worldwide. Look at us. We're essentially Pitbull, Mr. Worldwide. There you go. Shout out to Owen Quiller. He loves that. <laughs> <laughs> thanks again for listening we really appreciate you taking the time out to listen to us come back next week where we'll have a new guest with a new team ready for you to listen to so for now that was the FC that was Guy Coleman with Pine Villa and what a team it was and what a team it was
when George is a famous actor, I'll send you this clip and then you can use it to get money. <laughs> Random podcaster asks, you know, <laughs> a bizarre question. Not unassuming man. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry, George. I've only just met you and I'm ripping into you. That's awful. That's awful. No, 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 no. It's, oh, it's good. It's good. good. It's good yeah. for the podcast. I can imagine this is going to be the after bit. On oh, news. yeah, absolutely. That's why I kept, that's why I kept the game. <laughs> <laughs>